Boom. <laughs> Back like I never left, bruh. Word. Super duty tough work. And the place to be. The most infamous podcast, at least on the south side of Columbus. <laughs> at least. At least. I say, I say the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We've expanded our terrain. No limitations. Know. Yeah, man. Fools <clears throat> know what it is. We the dopest, you know. Um, we got a quick announcement mm-hmm. before we get into this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I go any further, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> get my prodigy on. So, yeah, we about to do a super duty tough work live. Live, the first one. Yes. It's nice. been a long time coming. Yes, it has. I know we got fans in the Columbus area that mm-hmm. have been waiting for the live super duty experience. It's going down. It's going down. Here's the details. Mm-hmm. This live event will be a part of the two by two music or hip hop festival in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. The date is uh, it's going to be on July 28th at Block Fort Studios in downtown Columbus. This entire event that we're doing this as a part of is going to be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, uh, the first day of the festival is hip hop performances. The second day is music industry talks mm. and workshops. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Featuring a live recording of Super Dute Talk Work. <laughs> Years going down. Featuring Printmatic and Illogic. I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets uh, are $25 and include lunch and drinks. Mm. Thanks to Yellow Brick Pizza and Seventh Sun Brewing. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that too. Mm. It's co- so I mean shit this is gonna be dope yeah you know so uh, get involved mm-hmm. get your tickets I think you can get them at uh, 2 by 2 festcom so 2x2fest.com yeah get your tickets yes limited capacity it's not gonna be that big of a space mm-hmm. but we need all of our super duty tough work fans yeah in attendance it's gonna be a lot of things going on that day too come so on man. you ain't going you ain't it's it's gonna be worth it come on man. it's gonna be worth it a lot of food lot, you know what i'm saying yeah. a lot of bars yeah a lot of education yeah yeah our topic for this talk will be social media cheat code mm. social media cheat code mm. y'all need that mm-hmm. yeah and in this talk we're gonna give y'all you know as we usually do. Bullet points and such. <laughs> Say it again, bro. <laughs> Bullet points and things <laughs> and yeah. such. Come on. You know what I mean? Bullet points and such <laughs> from your boys. <laughs> you know, never revealed before cheat codes uh-huh. on social media. No matter what you do, rap, sing, whatever. Mm. Code, run business, sell hot dogs, sell yeah. widgets. We got you. All of these things will uh, make you doper at what you do. And so, uh, yeah, once again, that's Sunday, July 28th at Block Fort. Super duty, tough work. Live. Uh, Ain't this exciting? It's very exciting. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Oh, yeah. We're going to tape it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna change. Yeah, for nah, us. it's gonna be. It's still gonna be the same. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, you just gonna be able to see your boys in action, uh-huh. and we'll be able to see y'all. Right. That's what's gonna be even doper. So that there will be a camera pointed at the audience. Mm-hmm. So be re- be prepared. Yeah. And we're gonna probably open up the floor to answer some questions. Yeah. Just to make sure that people can get to talk to us right then and there, and uh, bring a friend. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Man. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be nice. <laughs> Super duty, man. We take it over, man. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, uh, this week. This week. We didn't even have to do a long intro. Nah. Because I actually saw you last week. <laughs> right. So uh, this week, man, we're going to talk about layoffs. Artists coming back from layoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what you do, there's going to be a time when you need a break. Yeah. And whether that break is six months, whether it's a year, five years, on some Sade shit, 10 years, <laughs> whatever, you're going to have to come back. And this episode is about how to return from a long layoff. Where? Take a break. Be right back. Yeah. Bam. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous. You heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come close to. I can hear it inside their tone. They talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Back. Those dudes. Word. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth, except no imitations. Mm-hmm. We have no limitations. Right. The dopest podcast put together by artists ever. Mm-hmm. Forget these other dudes talking about nothing. All flame emojis. Yeah. All flame emojis. That's all we want to see. I appreciate those who've hit us with the flames already on yep. YouTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the gram. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On SoundCloud. Right. We appreciate the flame emojis. Keep them coming. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Maybe that should be our logo. The flame emoji. Just flame emoji. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Super duty, tough work. Flame emoji. <laughs> That's it. It'll be a blue flame, though. Yeah. Since, since our colors are blue and blue, black. Fl- yeah, blue flame. A little blue flame. Joy. Yeah. Okay. How to return from a long layoff. This is for anybody out there who has taken a layoff or who's thinking about it. Layoffs are natural. I've taken them. Yeah, I've you, taken them. Right. It, it's a natural. Sometimes things come up. Family things come up. People mm-hmm. have kids. Life happens, mm-hmm. whether that's children, job situations, relocating, changing labels, changing styles. Are you just tired? You just tired? Yeah. Are you just tired? I don't feel like it. I don't it. feel like it. I need, I need a year. That's it. I don't give feel like it. Yeah. Just give me a year. Give me a year. I'll be doing other things. Right. Not this. Mm-hmm. I'm not dead. I mm-hmm. just don't want to do this at this moment. Right. And when you have to take a break, you got to take a break. Um, a lot of people are scared to take breaks because they're afraid of what happens when they come back. Yeah. But us, we've done it. It's up to you. It's, it's up, up to you, you how you come back. Do you have the finesse and the strategy? This is true. And we're going to give you the strategy in this episode. So if, when you ever have to take a break or if you're coming back from our long hiatus right now, this is what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm. tell your story. Yeah, This is something that uh, a lot of artists seem to overlook because, so for example, when I did Avengers and Counterculture, it came out in 2011, but my solo, my previous solo record 
was 2005. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty significant break. Yeah. It took me four years to work on a record. The first single for Adventures of Counterculture, you know, I turned it in 2010. The first single came out at the end of 2010. So the record came out spring of 2011. That's pretty, six months total, six years total. Yeah. It's a long time. What I think I've learned from that experience is that it's not necessarily how long you take a break. It's it's how you articulate why you took a break mm-hmm. and, and that you bring your fans into that. You have to tell your story right. to most fans. When they heard Adventures, they're like, damn, this sounds nothing like what he was doing before. Yeah. What the fuck was going on? Hence the reason that <laughs> there's a book. <laughs> right. The book was my opportunity yeah. to finally tell the story because I didn't think going into it that I needed to. Mm-hmm. I thought that, okay, well, as long as I'm progressing, people will just be able to tell the story from the music, from the product. And that's right. not necessarily true. People just see the end result, not the journey. Right. In other art forms, it may be okay to do that, but in music art, I think we should put an emphasis on telling our story, especially when we take a long time off. Yeah, I did the same thing with the Capture the Sun album because between Diabolical Fun and Capture the Sun, it was about four years. Yes. Um, 2009 to 2013. And that's why we did that little small docu-series with me and Blockhead. Yep. That you, which um, I directed. Yeah, which you directed. <laughs> um, just to kind of tell the story about you know how the process went. Us, you know, us meeting a lot of people didn't really know the the depth and how long me and Block had been friends. And it was good, you know, to kind of get that foundation and lay the groundwork out there so they could see, you know, that this just didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. I was actually talking to uh, Superstitious. Shout out to Super. If you listen, that's mm-hmm. my guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, friends of the podcast, right. <laughs> extended family. <laughs> right. And uh, he's putting together his new project and he had an interlude on it that. um he was talking about what has been going on for the last four years. Cause he hasn't mm-hmm. dropped record in four years, yeah. you know? And it was like, I know what's been going on. Cause that's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we know, but I don't think his fans really knew. Mm-hmm. And his original track listing didn't have that at the beginning. And I was like, yo, I think this needs to be the first thing on this project Yeah, because you've been gone for four years. And while some people may know who know you, I think your fans need to know because once you set that tone, they feel like they're on the journey with you again. Right. Oh, like, oh, I know why he, it wasn't that he wasn't doing music. Mm-hmm. It was that he was doing these projects and the people weren't finishing them. Mm-hmm. So he's been active, but he just had these setbacks that were out of his control, you know, and this is what happens. But if you don't tell that story, you lose the opportunity to bring people into your journey to, to have that deeper connection with you as an artist. So tell your story. Yeah. Feel that. Number one. So number two, have a plan Mm, map it out come on man you're taking a long layoff yeah you don't want to come out firing wildly (laughs) yeah you just just pop back up like hey how you doing (laughs) willy nilly (laughs) you know that's not that's not it that's not it son when you dip you gotta come back with a specific plan for what you want to do to market promote uh, reestablish your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people would like to believe, I would love to believe that this will just happen organically because we're awesome. Of course. But nothing is further from the truth. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. You got to have a plan to put yourself in the position for people to get back aboard your train. Yeah. Right? It's like if, you, if, you, if, if you're going to put out some music in a year from now and you know this record is done, you're like, okay, that's my comeback date. You need to make sure that you have pieces that you can use to create more awareness every month every week leading up until that release date Mm -hmm. because 
when you have that plan, it allows people to catch up. Yeah. Because let's be honest, people, if they ain't heard from you in four, five, six years, they don't forgot. They, yeah. You know, they. I mean, everything is so microwave now. It's like, you yeah. know, if it ain't in a timeline, come on, they ain't they ain't paying no attention. That's I mean, that's just how it goes, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whatever. If it's not in a timeline, most likely they're not paying attention. Yep. Yep. And and for for most artists out there, we assume, hey, they're my fans already. Mm-hmm. They're my followers already. Mm-hmm. Soon as I say anything about new music, it's going to get a million comments, a million shares, and everybody's going to cop it on day one. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> lies. I th- all lies. All lies. You, why you lie? <laughs> Not true at all, bro. Not true. No. Not true. Uh, what actually happens is that because you haven't been doing anything, mm-hmm. people are not used to seeing your stuff in the, you know what I mean? Right. Like even the, the way that these social media platforms work, reward those who are more active over those who are not active. This is true. Right. So if you ain't been active in a while, you'll notice that when you start getting a little more active, your engagement starts to step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you post something on Instagram once every six months, yeah. you're not going to have that engagement like you would had you have kept it up and been putting good posts up mm-hmm. consistently. So, you know, that's just the technical side of it. But you have to assume that you have to remind people, you know, up until it's time for that thing to be released. Everybody does it. Major, major label artists do it. Yeah. That cast that. I mean, when, when Jay hadn't, before Jay put out 444, his campaign, I and I hadn't seen a campaign, a long campaign from a major label artist like that for a while. Yeah. But he was he just had the four 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 billboard billboards up for at least eight months. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Before that album even dropped, because especially with it being a departure from his old type of music, yep. with it being something different, and with him not putting a record out for a while before that. Yeah. He wanted to make sure everybody knew that something was coming. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, and that will take us to number three, which kind of plays off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, an official announcement, right? which kind of goes with having a plan. A part of your plan to come back from a long layoff should be an official announcement. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the movie industry, mm-hmm. for example. Oh, yeah. Every movie, blockbuster movie, has a trailer that's released at least a year. At least. In advance. At least a year. At least. Sometimes more, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've seen trailers for Avengers two years before. Yeah. Coming in summer 2019, coming in 2020, whatever, yeah. right? This is because they know that the earlier they announce this, the earlier the buzz will get started. And if there is going to be a rallying around it, they have to start soon. They don't want to wait until two months before the record. I mean, for the the, the movie comes out and then assume everybody's going to rush the shit. Right. No, you want to keep like way ahead of it. Have an official announcement. If you're an artist and you actually are comfortable behind the camera, talk to your people. Yeah. Like every artist isn't 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 comfortable, right, on a camera. So you may not do that. Maybe writing is your strength. Mm-hmm. Write an official blog. I'm coming back on this date with a new album. Mm-hmm. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Right. It's not that difficult, but you have to make it official. Mm-hmm. Uh, play to the strengths of every different you know social media platform that you may be on. Maybe your message is slightly different on Facebook than it would be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. But make an official announcement with something that has the date. You know, I've been the last couple records. I've done like album trailers. Yeah, they've worked really well for me, mm-hmm. especially the one I did for um, uh, Two Headed Monster. Yeah, with that fucking crazy ass intro, like you gotta <laughs> go through a cleansing process. Yeah. We gotta go through a cleansing process. You gotta clean your mind, your body, and your spirit. 
You yeah. cannot get on the mic if you. <laughs> Yo, that shit's so great. When people hear that, they're like, what the fuck is Fred about to put out? Right. But that shit sets the tone. Mm-hmm. It's an official announcement. And if you want to be seen as official, make official announcement. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, so that's number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Cool. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock and you get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. Okay. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Back again, telling you how to come back again. Yeah. So when you leave the game, you still got a spot, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> how to return from a long layoff. Super duty tough work. Here we are. Mad bullet points to go. Mm-hmm. Three down. Number four. Use samples. Yeah. One thing I've noticed about older artists as opposed to newer artists, younger artists, is that older artists are sometimes afraid to let go of singles and samples of their work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't about to let this thing go free. Yeah. I ain't about to let this thing go straight to there. I ain't about to let y'all download this. I ain't about to. It's just like, yo. If you don't get out there and give people, you know what I'm saying, a sample of this. A little touch. A little touch. A little taste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta, they, people got to taste the dope. They got to see if it's legit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, it's like all the, the fucking uh, drug, drug movies and shit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? People got to sample that shit to see if it's tight. So uh, you have to do the same thing in music. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a, a concept that originated in music. I mean, it's been around since the beginning of time. You walk in a grocery store. Yeah. They got samples of whatever the newest, latest, and greatest is. Yep. And they do that because they know that once you try it, you probably going to buy it. Because yep. they know it's fire. Yeah, they know it's fun. <laughs> they know. You try, here, have a sample. <laughs> here, here, have a little taste. You're like, oh, what's this? First, you'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to. Wait a minute. <laughs> hmm. Hold on for a second. What aisle is this in? <laughs> yeah, what aisle is what, How much these go for? Where can I get this? This shit is fire. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll take two. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. wife will love this. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they catch you slipping because mm-hmm. that's how we have to use music and art. Mm-hmm. The more, the, the longer it's been since your last thing, I'm a firm believer that the more samples you have. In our case, we're artists. So I think the longer break you have, the more singles you should have, mm-hmm. right? The more music videos you should have leading into it the more likely you should like allow people to have, okay, this is the first single, it's free to download on here, or you can download it in exchange for your email here. Mm-hmm. But just things that give people an opportunity to to, to, to be re-familiarized with your brand and what you do. Yeah, yeah, I've, I have a couple extra songs from my autopilot recording sessions that I'm thinking about doing like some maxi single kind of yeah. kind of things, you know, like having a song from the album, maybe an extra little joint here and there, or like, you know, just just how they used to do back in the day. Because yes. when you when you used to buy singles back in the day, they used to either have a B side, yep. or they had like an extra song, or they had like a sampler on the other side mm-hmm. that had a little taste 
of the rest of the record. I mean, we put out our first samples. Tapes. Our first tapes were samplers, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was a single, and it had like samples of the other stuff from the other albums that we put out. So yeah, you know, we've been we've been utilizing these things. Yeah, yeah, and I, and, I, and it it's something that. I, I just I really want to encourage people who are older artists to do, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, because I think the younger generation gets it in terms of their use of platforms like SoundCloud, yeah. Spotify. Yeah. They're they they don't know of a time when these things didn't exist. They'll drop a song in a minute. Right. Here, not not connected there. to nothing. Nope. Just a joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a joint. Yeah. And build their following with that. Mm-hmm. And you have to do the same thing. But you have to use that these samples and these singles in our case to build up to the official release of your album. Right. Same thing, uh, but you gotta do it. Yeah. That's number four. Okay, number five. And this is one that, you know, some people do a lot, whether they hit a record or not. Yeah. Number five thing, you know, way to return from a long layoff is to collaborate. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's easy to return from a layoff when you come back with something that people didn't expect. Right. And a collaboration is a cool way to do that sometimes. Maybe, you know, in our case, maybe that collaboration would be with a producer we haven't used before. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you would have features on your record that you would normally never have. Like like we talked about Run the Jewels. Like, yeah. what the hell is he gonna do on that record? Right. What do they do? What is Gangsta Boo doing on this? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right? This really helps, like, if you have a brand that's established before you take a break, coming back with something a little different, collaborating with someone else, especially if they're from a different lane or slightly, you know, different than you is a, is a great way to create awareness around your return. Yeah. It creates buzz. I mean, and, and especially if that other, that other person has been active while you haven't been active. Yes. So it gives them something to look forward to that they're not expecting, but you have a name that they've been seeing that's been active that they recognize. Yeah. Like look at, like we brought up uh, Jay-Z earlier. Think about how Jay-Z had that comeback where he uh, had the collaboration with the phone. Was it the Samsung phone? I can't remember yeah, what phone yeah, it was. Yeah. Like the, the, you had to get the phone mm-hmm. to get the album. Yeah. But if you, but it really wasn't even about the, that as much as it was about, this is a collaboration between these two entities, right? a, a technology slash cellular phone service and the largest hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. And when they meet in the middle, this is something interesting. Instead of saying, hey, the album's in stores on this date, the album's free if you got the phone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get the, you got the phone, you got the album. It's still coming out. So I think, I mean, obviously, monetarily, it made sense for him. Exactly. Because they bought like a million they copies. They bought a million copies, so it went platinum day one. <laughs> right, right. <you> know? <laughs> so it worked for him, um, but it created interest that wouldn't have otherwise been there because Samsung has a reach that a rapper doesn't have. Right. And a rapper has reached that Samsung doesn't have. Right. Different pockets. Um, look at Jay-Z and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch the throne. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So records like that. And I believe like Jay wasn't like dropping every year when that oh, record no. came out. He was in between. He had slowed down at slowed that point. Down, right. So like, oh, Jay and Kanye got a record. OK, it's interesting now. You know, the, the other record with Jay-Z, it felt like some of the first promo pieces he launched was using uh, clips of him and different producers. Mm-hmm. Like remember him and Pharrell, him yeah. and uh, Timbaland, yeah. him and uh, Rick Rubin in the studio. Yeah. Even if they didn't produce, they I don't think they even produced none on that record. Nah. It was just footage of him and him in the studio. People were just like, oh snap, mm-hmm. Timbaland's back. 
Oh, he's going to do some Rick Rubin again. Oh, him and Pharrell again. Yeah. People got hyped. He knew that those collaborations would create interest uh, that he couldn't do on his own because he had taken a, a significant break. And now all of a sudden people felt like, oh, this is going to be fresh and new. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily that with right. the record. It was the same Jay-Z shit. Yeah, right? but, it was. <laughs> but it looked like that going in. Yeah, it gives you that that impression, you know, visually. I mean, it's, it stimulates all of your senses. You know what I'm saying? It makes you feel something, makes you see something. You know, and it starts stimulating everything to where you feel like you got to have it. Facts. Facts. That's number five. Okay. Number six. Crowd participation. Yeah. Never underestimate it. Come on, man. Your crowd is your friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not just people who buy your records. They're people who can actually actively push and promote you way further than you ever could by yourself. So one way to come back from a long layoff is to enlist the the help if you will of your fan base like one of the smartest things i've heard said in a long time is like they said that kickstarter campaigns are not about the money Mm -hmm. they're really about the awareness yep yeah yep the participation and awareness you you they're really you bring people into this process so even if they give just one dollar now that they've given that dollar they're more likely to spread the link they now they've bought in. Now they feel like they're on a journey with you. Yeah, they feel they're invested. Yeah. If whether it's financially, well, I mean, in that case, it's financially. But I mean, they still feel, especially if they, they're not going to give you no money if they don't like you as an artist. Facts. You know what I mean? So they feel invested in the project, and they're more likely to spread the word about the project and support the project long term. Yeah, and 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 De La Soul with their Kickstarter. Yeah. I mean, they raised a million bucks. Yeah, and they were only looking for like 50 Gs or yeah. something. It was something low. Crazy. And they like quadrupled or, yeah. you know, like went crazy above what they, they were looking they for. They probably never got a million dollar advance in oh, all of no. their albums. Hell no. Nah. It's insane. And so, and, and it was a good ass record, too. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, they, they really made that record pop mm-hmm. simply because they got everyone involved. And now, when everyone sees that that Kickstarter has exceeded expectations, wow, De La Soul only asked for 50 and they're at 100. Mm-hmm. Wow, De La Soul only asked for 50 and they're at 200. Mm-hmm. Wait, they're at half a million dollars. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. this is the, They're at a million dollars. And then the people who did it are so proud. Right. You know what I mean? That they spread even more. They want to see you succeed. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily do kickstarter crowdfunding but there are ways to enlist you know your crowd to get crowd participation and bring your fans into that yeah. uh i'm a fan that it should be a function of what your record is about right you know what i'm saying so if you got a record that has a title or theme to it try to create some sort of a way to engage your audience that ties into that mm-hmm. if you can do that then it feels natural and not like you're like pandering or doing some weird shit for you know uh just likes and shit mm-hmm. so uh crowd participation it's number six. Four, five, six. Okay, we'll do number seven. Number seven. Way to return from a long layoff. This is important. Don't overthink it. Very important. <laughs> Get out of your own way. Please. Get out the way, bro. Like, has be trying to come back and doing all this grandiose shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to, you know, get double triple vinyl uh, you know eight colors and shit yeah. <laughs> like yo just keep it simple dog yeah just keep it simple keep it simple and powerful yeah is the record good yeah is the record good <laughs> and does it look good visually you got some plans yeah. come on man you got a plan i don't i don't even need if i like you already i don't even need you to come back with like 10 cameos and features on your shit right i just need to know that your record is dope mm-hmm. like can i just hear one joint with you first yeah that's fire mm-hmm. let me know that 
I'm, I, I chose you to follow for the right reason. Right. That just you still got it. Yeah. That's my man right there. You yeah. hear that shit? Yeah. He's always been fire. I've been telling y'all. I need <laughs> yeah. you to give me something like that so mm-hmm. I can talk to people like that. Exactly. Give me something like Hey, y'all still sleeping on this man? <laughs> this is my man right here. He right. coming back. Got bars. Ooh, listen to this. Heard this joint? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, get some. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. Don't overthink it, man. Don't don't get caught up in like the highs and lows of it either. Mm-hmm. Like it's very easy when you haven't been active for a while to take like you make a post and does it engage like you thought. Mm-hmm. You can take it personally sometimes. Oh yeah, do they care? <laughs> Should I even do this? Yeah. Do they give a fuck? I ain't even getting no likes. Is anybody listening? They don't even give a fuck. I got ten thousand followers and I got five likes. Man, I'm about to just get a chill. <laughs> I'm going back to work. Yeah, I quit. Y'all don't care about me. Yeah, man. Why did I go through all this? Yeah. You start asking yourself all of this. You get caught up in, you know, that's the lows. But imagine even getting caught up in the highs. You get a, a good review in one place. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, no one can tell you shit. And you expect <laughs> everybody to give you. Oh, this gra- fire. Yeah. It's flames. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is the album of the year. <laughs> because that one guy said so. Uh, you know, you don't want to be caught up in the highs and you don't want to be too caught up in the lows. You want to be very even mm-hmm. because, I mean, as most people know who've put out a record that they really, when you really care about a record, you're going to be promoting it for a long time. Right. You know, months where you're just like, look, I still, hey, I'm still pushing this. I'm still doing shows promoting this. I'm still releasing little things and, 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 and videos or whatever promo pieces. But, if you get discouraged, you're not going to keep that up for long. It's true. <laughs> you're going to be like, look, man, y'all ain't care. Why should I? <laughs> right, right. I'm out. Whatever. Yeah. On to the next one. Y'all done moved on. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's fucked up. But a lot of that is simply because you overthinking it. And, and sometimes, you know, another way I would say is like, it's not going to all work immediately. Oh, no, it takes time, especially if you're coming you know, back from a layoff. It yeah. takes a lot of time, time. To, to get everybody engaged for yeah. people, for the singles to, you know, hit yeah. to for people to catch up. Come you on, know, man. like it takes it takes time, which is why the one of the earlier ones is having lead time, having a plan, because it's going to take some time to get everybody engaged and get everybody involved in the process. That's a fact. You know, another thing I would say is like. Sometimes people come back from long layoffs and they think they have to reinvent themselves. Right. You don't have to reinvent yourself. Right. It all depends on what your fans expect from you. Mm -hmm. If you have fans that give you a a, a longer leash Mm -hmm. and let you do different things, then by all means, take some risks. Mm -hmm. But don't overthink it to the point to where you are taking your past success for granted, thinking, if I don't change, right. they're going to get bored with me. Right. I've been going for five years. I got to come back drastically different. I can't rap about that stuff no more. Mm-hmm. I got to rap about this stuff now. Mm-hmm. What are the kids rapping about? I want to rap about what they're <laughs> rapping about. Yeah. Oh, trap beats are in vogue. I'm going to rap over trap beats because that's what these kids are doing. Nah, man, if you're if you were an underground artist or, you know what I'm saying, or, or whatever, old school artist, and that's not your lane, don't overthink it. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Stay true to who you are because your people will respond better to, to you doing that than they ever will. You overthinking and think you got to be current and relevant and, and doing goofy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wearing those skinny jeans just because <laughs> everybody else is. It's not you. Yeah, it's not Let you. them do it. Well, you, 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 you 45 years old with ski goggles on. What you doing? Yeah, you doing? that's a problem. <laughs> What you doing, bro? Take those off. Take those off. You overthinking? Stop it. Why your pants sagging? <laughs> right, pull you your 50, joints up. You, you got great kids. Oh, come on, man. Why you got to do rag at sixty? 
60 years old to do rag. Come on, bro. Take you do rag. Come on, dog. Come on, you too old for this. Come on. You already know. Eminem still wearing a do rag. I ain't seen him with one in a while. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. He was wearing a do rag way too long. Yeah, very, very, I mean, very long time. I, how do you wear a do rag and you don't get waves, though? I don't know, man. It was just the persona. Yeah, know? yeah. That was always weird to me. Yeah. But that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, it's a different conversation. Questions that need answers. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the next podcast. <laughs> Questions that need answers. How long <laughs> did Eminem wear a do rag? And why? Yeah, and did he ever get waves? Oh, nah, man. Yeah, what kind of uh, <laughs> pomade did the man put in his hair? Was it that's was great? Murray's. Yeah, we should do that. Was it Dax? It might have been. <laughs> yeah, sporting waves. <laughs> have there been any imminent wave sightings? No <laughs> questions I'm, that need answers. <laughs> on the next Super Duty Tough. Right, right, right. On the next Super Duty Tough work. Uh, questions that need answers. Oh yeah, we'll get the fans to answer these questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was number what six? Uh, that was. Oh, seven. that was seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll take a break and we we'll right back. Cool. What up, everybody? Quick reminder: Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock, medium back in stock, large back in stock, extra large back in stock, 2XL sold out already, my bad y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Okay. Word. Super duty. Tough work. Yeah. Podcast. Okay. This week we're talking about how to return from a long layoff, mm-hmm. from a hiatus, and say, hi, haters. I'm back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Number eight. Mm. Start small. Yeah. Don't be looking for home runs. You just need to get on base, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Bunt. Yeah, just how up still it if you yeah, got it. Yeah. Just get on base. Yeah. Once you get on base, everything is easier. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people look at the scope of their records, and like we mentioned uh, the previous one, they want to get it all back right. in one record. You know, as soon as they announce it, they expect to be right back where they were. Nope. It doesn't work like that. Never works like that. You know, and the long, I mean, maybe a Sade, but I would even challenge that Sade would have a hard time having singles as big as her old singles. Oh, yeah, of course. Because the, the things are not in place that allow those singles to blow up anymore. Right. You know, whether that's MTV, Urban Radio, whatever. You know, she was blowing up before radio was consolidated mm-hmm. and the playlists were standardized throughout mm-hmm. the country. It's probably a little bit harder for an artist that came out when she did to have hits as big as the ones that she had. Right. Even if her records are as great. Right. right? But she still drops her records Mm -hmm. still does her tours to make sure people are aware and in doing so she's not trying to hit a home run right she's servicing her existing fan base she's not out there with the track remix Mm -hmm. you know what i mean she's not out there (laughs) songs with young thug yeah she ain't got no young thug (laughs) little yachty remix she's not she ain't got little yachty on her records i'm sure she could i'm Mm -hmm. sure he probably would volunteer of course like hell yeah who wouldn't know (laughs) right any, any rapper would jump on a record with her. Right. <laughs> you know? But she didn't have to do that. She has never tried that. And I think that's because she is not looked up at it like, hey, I need to come back and hit a home run or it don't count. Mm-hmm. A record, if it's really good, you know, Sadiq used to always say this to me, like if a record is good, people will catch up to it. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes a record doesn't have everything that it needs the moment it comes out, whether that be the social climate might be different. Maybe you got your distribution ain't that great. Maybe you picked the wrong single, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe the single is good, but the, the people just didn't get it. You know, yeah. um, sometimes a record doesn't come out the gate and hit its mark. But as long as you keep working it, you give it the opportunity for people to catch up. Right. And that only happens if you start small. If you come out trying to just like, I don't know if this record don't, be, if I can't get number one on the radio, I'm quitting. You know, if I can't get this, I'm quitting. If I don't get, it's like, nah, man, take what's available to you and succeed at it. If the people who want to interview you are on smaller blogs and websites, mm-hmm. do all those interviews. Yeah, take them. Take them. Don't sit around saying if I can't get on Rolling Stone or, or, or in, uh, you know, uh, Pitchfork, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any press. All right. No, do all the press that's available to you because each of those platforms has an audience right. that could be tuned into what you do. And maybe that's just you just keep getting on base, man. Just keep just keep making contact with that ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just keep putting your bat your bat on the ball. That's yeah. it. If that's what they're giving you, maybe they're giving you pitches that ain't, you know what I'm saying? You can't hit a home run with them, but you can get on base. Mm-hmm. Fulfill your commitment and just be a fucking star. Get yeah. on the podcast interviews and body them. Yeah. <laughs> you know up. what I'm saying? Have fun. Have fun. Be yourself. Yeah. All of that. Just be you, right? And and that's how you succeed. But sometimes you'll have people who their in their expectations are so inflated that they see those outlets as disappointment. Yeah, failure. Beneath them. Why should I why should I do that? No one might listen to that. Only the podcast wanna to talk to me. Right. Like podcasts are like the new blogs and Yeah, way. they really are. You know? Like you get on a couple podcasts, you might you yeah. might sell some records. Yeah. Like I think about, I've learned about artists from other podcasts. Yeah, me too. And uh, especially if their interview was dope, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 many artists have the ability to create interest in a record just because they're cool people mm-hmm. and they got cool stories. So never pass up an opportunity to tell your story, even if the platform is smaller. Which means you got to start small. Yeah, starting small is great. Yeah, it's the, and it's easy to start small because it's less pressure when mm-hmm. you start small. You don't put you don't put all this weight on yourself and you know like you said got to hit it out the park every time yep. like you can just come out and this is where like samples come come in too yeah like giving people a little taste of something and that's how you gather the interest and you know get the interviews get the little things that can you know add to your your campaign facts facts that's number eight yeah number nine mm-hmm this probably should have been number one. <laughs> probably. But I guess it'll do here. Mm-hmm. Okay, way to come back from a long layoff. Number nine is to be dope. Yeah, just be dope in the first place. <laughs> Don't come back with no bullshit. Nah. Don't come back like you're doing a people favor by coming back with right. trash record or trash project. Nah, man, the first thing you need to be thinking about, whether you're active or not, is making the dopest shit you can possibly make yeah am i still good yeah am i still good at this all right do i still got something that people would i want to listen to this record thank you would i buy this record man i don't think people ask that one (laughs) how how couldn't you (laughs) like if you listen back to your record and you ain't you don't feel like you killed it yeah don't release that shit that's real don't like, put that shit out you gotta wanna rewind your own shit right like I can't get enough of this shit yeah. I can't wait for people to hear this this shit's amazing uh, I've had some songs like that where I've yeah. been like oh man I'm playing this 20 times <laughs> oh yeah I've had joints like yeah, that yeah run my shit back in the car like dog I can't believe I wrote that right Yo, Jesus, do you hear this? That shit is amazing. Ah. Like with me, it's like, yo, I pre- like I listen to my album maybe like three or four times in a row. I listen to it probably now like 
maybe at least once a week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'll get I'll get done with it like yo. I did. I can't believe I produced this shit. <laughs> right, like, them right. rhymes are crazy. The beast is crazy. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. That's what you need, though, right? Yeah. Like, that means you truly believe in it. Like, mm-hmm. you're not attached to, like, okay, I did it and I produced it. It's a success. Yeah. You're like, no, I did it. I know it's dope mm-hmm. and I'm excited that people are going to hear this shit. <laughs> right. I, I can't th- wait. I know that they're going to like yeah. this shit because I'm excited as fuck. Mm-hmm. Man, that's where it's about. What's up, about, man? Like, it, you you can't expect people to rally around you after you've been gone a long time mm-hmm. if you come back half step <laughs> right half ass yeah we see it all the time like mm-hmm. don't don't rest on your laurels mm-hmm. like if you've been gone a year two year five years whatever act as act as hungry as a new artist acts yeah you know act as if you've never been successful yeah. act as if you don't expect anyone to write about it, anyone to share it. R- make art from the perspective that you have everything to prove still, even if you don't. Because the moment you start operating as if you have nothing to prove, that's when you fall off. Yeah. Like, be as hungry as fucking possible. Look at these new artists and be like, damn, they working hard. Yeah. They dropping shit all over the place. Yeah. Damn, they active. Mm-hmm. Damn, they hung- Look at them bouncing around on stage. These fools is hungry. Right. And that's because they ain't got shit yet. Right. Like you may be established and that's probably why you got to take a break Mm because you had some level of success. Right. right? But don't get it fucked up. The the mentality that allowed you to be successful before the break is what you need after the break. Yeah. Don't come back like, oh, I'm that dude. I can do anything and get away with anything because I'm that guy. Yeah. No. They will let you know real quick. <laughs> right. They right. don't give a fuck who you are. That shit whack. <laughs> yeah. Like, like put it all on the line and be dope. You know, don't fuck around with the, with the art, man. Yeah. So that's number nine. Mm-hmm. Last joint. Number 10 is know your audience. Yeah. Know who you know, who you left. Come on. Man. And know who you coming back to. Yeah, man. They ain't changed. Really? Nah. Like you could come back and just as long as you're who they are when they fell in love with your art. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck with you. Yeah. They'll love what you do. But never underestimate like how easy it is to piss them off. <laughs> By changing it up. Yeah. Very much so. I've been there. Mm. I've changed some things up. And some people are like, Print, why? <laughs> what the <gasps> hell? Why would you? Why did you do that? Mm. I mean, the, looking back in retrospect, these moves make more sense now. Right. But if you change up some, there's going to be people who hate it. But know your audience. Know mm. how much leeway you have. Like, I knew I had some leeway simply because of, with my hardcore fans because of my work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like records like chamber music, things of that nature where it's like, yo, I've done weird records before. Mm-hmm. So if I go somewhere, weird i know they'll give me the benefit of the doubt right it just gotta bang right that's it like it's gotta be dope but know your audience know what they're expecting from you and then so you can go in and make sure you at a minimum Mm -hmm. give them what they were expecting yeah i i um when i left for after celestial and i came back with diabolical fun people were mad at me Mm. (laughs) <laughs> because Diabolical was an up-tempo, yeah. you know, just bar-heavy yeah, record. That's true. That's you true. know what I'm saying? And people were like, where's the stories? Yeah. Where's the emotion? Yeah, that's where's true. Where's the poetry? Yeah, you wasn't, you was talking shit on that record. <laughs> I was I just talking now. shit. I was yeah. barring out, you know, just by trying to be a rapper. You yeah. know what I mean? They wasn't trying to hear that nah, shit. Well, see, not. that's the always the hardest record. Yeah. The record after your classic. Yeah. Oh, God. 
it was it was very difficult. It's the hardest record, and it was a layoff. Yeah, it was like five years. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Man. I forgot. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about that. Oh, yeah, you were just talking some shit. On yeah, just record. talking shit. Yeah, you know, and making, some of it sounded great. Yeah, making catchy songs. Yeah, you know, good, you know, hooks. Like, yeah. it was a performance record. Nobody want to hear that. Ain't nobody want to hear that. They want to, <laughs> they want to have any kind of balls. Yes, you know what I mean. Come on, man. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't what they left off with. Nah, man. man. I tried to come back with a bang. I tried to hit a home run. Yes. Try to hit a home run. You should just got on base, G. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd have been good. Like, just keep, just put your, put your bat on the ball, man. That's it. Yeah. You ain't got swing for the fences. Yeah, just put your bat on the ball, man. Yeah. Cass was mad at me. I, that, I mean, I think that album got the worst reviews of my career. Really? Yeah. Like, Cass was not feeling it. You crazy. know what I'm saying? And, and it's but like, it's, yeah. later now, People love the record, yeah, because they got a chance to understand, yeah. But when it first came out, yeah, it's like, what is? Where is the logic? You know, I was getting stuff <laughs> on BT. You know what I'm saying? Because we got good promo for that record yeah. too. So I had stuff yeah. on BT. It was in, yeah. you know, in all these, you know, kind of major publications. And Cats was like, nope, sold out. Yeah, <laughs> sell yeah. out. Just rapping. I was just yeah. rapping, man. I'm a rapper. <laughs> I just wanted to rap. Yeah, I had somebody cuss me out in Germany over Adventures. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like a motherfucker was like, he was so mad, he was in tears. <laughs> That's crazy. Cussing me out because I sang on my record. I can't believe you sang on the record. <laughs> like he was mad at me. I was like, yo, calm down, D. Like, wow. Why are you tripping? I was like, yo, Greaves is singing? Mm-hmm. I was like, why can't I sing a little bit on my shit? I was singing before all these fools. <laughs> right. And my shit is fire. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 1988. <laughs> like, damn, he about to squab with me. He was literally ready to fight me because I, I changed it up, man. Yeah. And now, like you're saying, once once a year went by, mm -hmm. people totally got it. Yeah. But at the time, when it first came out, I definitely had a, a pocket of my fans who were just like, absolutely not. I think and also because it was nothing like it. Even in mainstream, yeah. like the closest thing to it was um eight oh eights and heartbreak. Right. You know, and that was probably part of the problem. Yeah. Is because you were doing that before Kanye even came out with that record. You yes. were working on it. But when that record came out, there was just really nothing, especially in the underground, that even resembled that type of music. And right. it sounded a lot more polished. It sounded a lot more professional. Yeah. It sounded like some major label shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the underground was like, no, <laughs> you are ours. Where right. are you going? Right. Where right. are you going? It was so mad. But it was the break. It was right. the break. It was like, I, and my biggest regret then is that I didn't write the book before mm -hmm. I put out the record. Right. Like I should have wrote the book while mm. I was doing it and dropped it at the same fucking time. Yeah. But it was like, once I put the record, I was like, oh, I gotta write the book now. <laughs> right, I gotta explain myself. Yeah, because people don't know. <laughs> yeah, they ain't get it. Six years? Yeah, they ain't get it. A lot happens. Mm -hmm. A motherfucker gets to do whatever he wants to do creatively for six years. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no limitations, no expectations. No. I don't give a fuck if I lose every fan. I'm just gonna make the record I feel comfortable with. And when you come out with something that's that different, mm -hmm. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You got to tell that story. Yeah, you, you can't just drop that. that. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's number. That's number ten. Ten. Okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, I'm gonna read them back real quick. Uh, once again, we're talking about how to return from a long layoff or hiatus. Ten, ten things you need to do. Number one, tell your story. Number two, have a plan. Number three, an official announcement. Number four, lots of samples. Number five, collaborate. Number six, crowd participation. Number seven, don't overthink it. Number eight, start small. 
number nine be dope and number 10 know your audience Word. that's it for this week see y'all next week peace peace Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. <laughs>